0: everybody. Uh, I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And we are doing a really cool thing today.
1: We are telling on
0: ourselves. We are telling on ourselves, <laughs> and that is the name of our podcast. This is
1: a great idea that we had. So,
0: Well, it's not our... I can't take responsibility for it. I heard this... Um, so when I first... 12 years ago, mm-hmm. when I walked into these rooms... Almost exactly 12 years. Almost. Um, I was told that I have to tell on myself that that is what is going to keep me sober. And for some reason, I just keep doing it. Every day. Yeah.
1: Yep. So really the title of this episode is Back to Basics. Yeah. And I
0: have a definition. Ooh, definition corner. That's
1: right. So back to basics is basically <laughs> <laughs> stressing simplicity and adherence to fundamental principles. Is there a better more concise way to explain that? Nope. Adhering that's to our fundamental principles and our fundamental principles are stay honest. Yep. Stay open. Yep. Stay willing. Yep. How? How?
0: How now, brown cow? It's a full moon, so tonight I'm gonna hear some coyotes howling, you know.
1: Yes, and it's they're gonna tell on themselves. Mercury in retrograde too, till June second.
0: Well, it seems like Mercury retrograde is like every other month. Right. So I
1: don't know why everyone
0: makes such a big deal out of it. It's like, oh, that's a great thing for excuses. There's absolutely weir-
1: there's been some weird energy at my place of work this week, which is where I've spent the majority of my life this week. Has yes, been at work. You've been very busy. And um, there's been some weird energy.
0: So explain, explicarme.
1: Um there has been like lots of things breaking. Ooh. It was our first hot week at, um, here in Northern Illinois and it was 90. Yeah. Hello, May. Yeah. No, no, we are not amused. Yeah. So it- <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason I keep moving north. <laughs> I don't want this bullshit anymore. <laughs> So air conditioning, of course, when it comes on first and it's that hot and it has to work that hard, everybody's A.C. breaks. So, of course, at my place of work, that was happening. So maintenance was Uh. all over the place. Plus, they had a confusion with schedule. So there was like one and a half days where nobody was there. Doors were breaking. And then in my place, I had um, two sinks that were backed up. Weirdness. There were some other plumbing things. Two separate freezer doors were left open overnight in two different locations. Same night. Same night. Bad news bears. Yeah. So, yeah. Not to mention just the smell and the mess and all the things that I had to throw away. It's that. And uh, just people are just kind of wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Well- That was my mercury in retrograde. Well, I haven't had like
0: the the wackiness. Um, I have had- I did have a weird, glitchy um, light switch where my bathroom light wouldn't turn off, so I had to shut the door <laughs> and turn the other way, sleep on the other side because I kept seeing it come from the crack no, of the totally bottom. understand oh my goodness, did you put but the towel down there to no, I didn't even think of that. I just rolled over, but um the guy did you take came the light bulb out. No, of course not. (laughs) I just let the electricity run until the... My landlord is really great. Like, he'll come and he'll fix things, and he came, and it was so funny because (laughs) the way that the light switch was set up, they must have done it wrong because in order to have the fan on, you had to have the light on, and it was on the wrong side, and all this stuff, he's like... To put the fan on, do you have to have the light on? He's like, it's not supposed to be like that. I'm like, well, I'm glad it broke so that you could fix that because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he was really nice. So, yeah, that was that was my only weird wonky exp- Oh, no, I lie. Our ice maker stopped working mm-hmm. out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and now it's working again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, gremlins. Maybe it's a thing. It, it could be a thing.
0: It could be a thing. And... I think Lynn has a pretty
1: incredible first thought wrong this week. I do have a good first thought wrong. Um, Back up a little bit, we went walking this morning with our friend. Brie. Our sweet Brie. Yeah. It was was so good for the three of us just to have some time together. Yeah. And while we were talking and I was sharing with them about this and Brie goes, oh my God, that's the best first thought wrong. And and The funny thing, it hadn't even occurred to me that that was going to be it. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) So, thank you Brie for being Captain Obvious. Even when you're not around, you still do it for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I am almost at my year anniversary of my new job that I still love, even though it's crazy sometimes, but the schedule has been challenging. And you put in with that pandemic um, schedule for meetings, which is what I'm getting to. I've really struggled with getting to meetings and not being able to see my normal people. A lot of things have changed up. And um, where I I lived before, I had to go to three meetings a week, so I just made it work. And honestly, it was one of those where if it was a Zoom meeting, sometimes I would just turn it on, because I could say that I went, but I made the commitment and I did three a week. Well, when I moved in January, I didn't have to make that commitment anymore. And I was busy. And when the I, cat's away. Uh-huh. I had every excuse in the world to not do it. And that's what they are, is excuses. Because it's a habit that you grow the muscle, and if you don't practice it, it gets weak. And our little brains and my addictive brain will find every reason why it's really okay because you're tired.
0: Justification.
1: Rationalization. Denial. All the things. Yeah. And I was even to the point in my little crazy brain with the devil on my shoulder saying... You know, I'm working with my sponsee. I'm working with my sponsor. I'm doing the reading. I'm doing all the things. Really, are meetings really that important to me right now in my recovery? That's what I was telling myself. Then I had a conversation with my sponsor, and she was asking about it. And I was honest, and I said, I haven't been to a meeting this week. So that happened a couple of times. And um, before our conversation, I already knew what she was going to ask, and I already knew what I was going to say. And I'm like, or I could just lie to her, so she stops asking me. That was my first thought wrong. Yep, yep. And and I don't know if you all understand how hard it is for me to admit that I was almost to the point of willing to be dishonest to have an easy way out. And I went to a meeting that night um, online and I told the people at that meeting, I shared and I said, the one thing that was probably one of the most important things to me when I got sober was that I could lead an honest life because I hadn't for so long because I had to hide and and lie and all the things, all the things that we do when we're in those in those addictive uh, patterns. And to be honest and not have to worry about keeping my story straight, all those things, didn't have to worry about anymore. And I was almost to the point of being willing to lie to my sponsor to take the easy way out. And I told her. Um, and there was silence for a minute. And I was talking to Vicki about it. And I said, you know, when you get the silence, and she said, yeah. And I said, and I knew she was scared for me. She wasn't mad. I mean, she's never mad. Um, But she is also very serious, and she is good about accountability, which is why we work so well together, because I have to have somebody that will do that for me and with me. So we made a pledge, and I'm back on it, and I've been to three meetings this week, and it's just like, you know... Back on the horse, and I feel so much better because i'm not I was ashamed I was ashamed that I wasn't going to meetings I was embarrassed I was you know it's that thing when you're for me one of my big hangups is being a hypocrite and I was being a hypocrite
0: well and and so as I hear you talking and I think about the being in addiction and all the lies that are just so necessary to continue to function and continue to Feed your disease, right? Feed Mm -hmm. your addiction. Be able to drink all the, all the chasing, all the lying, all the sneaky little behaviors that you justify, Mm -hmm. right? And, um, and what's you know, Lynn and I have the same sponsor, and she goes through the check checklist with us every, you know, whenever I talk to her, she goes through the check checklist, and um, it's it's really important for I think long term recovery. That we are honest and we have someone that's going to ask us those questions, even though it is annoying mm-hmm. because we're grown ass women. And if we're busy, we're busy. You know, like that's what it feels like when you're in that moment. Yep. I know I've had that where, oh, well, <laughs> if I don't go to meetings, what's the big deal? But I realize when I go to meetings, I realize why I need to go to meetings. So for me, it's When I get away, and I think for everyone, you know, whenever you hear someone talking about, you know, going down that slippery slope Mm -hmm. of in recovery, when they when they talk about going down the slippery slope, they mean it's getting close to you know you picking up or you being in those behaviors because they always say the relapse happens way before the relapse actually happens, right before you pick up the first drink, uh huh, and um, and I think that it's just life gets really full and there's a gentleman that used to i used to go to a lot of meetings with and he would always say he's more worried about the success of the recovering alcoholic than he is about the stress of the recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. and when you're successful and life gets real big and juicy and full right and you have responsibilities and you have time constraints and you have all those things that's when it's real easy because you're living a good life and mm-hmm. you're not drinking and you're not thinking about it. But when that 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 tickle of telling a lie, mm-hmm. like there are certain things that really get to be um, noticed. And when we're unable to notice them personally, that's why it's so important to work with someone. Yep. That's why it's important to have a group, a network of people that will tell you the truth.
1: Right. And it's interesting because this morning on our walk, we were talking about how important it is just to have the friend that will always tell you the truth. I think Vicki did a TikTok about it. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: we, we want to be polite sometimes to the demise of other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you have a friend or a coach or a sponsor or a kid that um, is willing to tell you the truth in a way that sometimes might not feel good, it might give you a little sting, but in the long run, it keeps you from slipping because sometimes when I'm getting into those behaviors, I don't even realize it.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And that's the disease to me. When I'm in denial or delusion of, oh, everything's fine or whatever, and they always say when it's fine, (laughs) it's like fucked up, insecure, neurotic, emotional- It's just interesting what you don't see in yourself that other people can see, which is why board of directors... Group of drunks. That's why these people in your life are so important, and and it is one of the basics for me.
1: And it, it's the checks and balances, and we all need checks and balances. Uh, I think it's real important in my world to stay in contact with people in the the sober realm. It's you know, there's lots of different groups that I have interactions with and relationships with, but. It's very, very important to stay in close contact with people that are in recovery. And for no other reason for me, sometimes it's just like reflecting back to me what a good life we have. And it's because we do the work. And you know, this is, I think that what I'm thinking about too is that this isn't just about recovery focus. This is about living a healthy, honest, productive, peaceful, serene life regardless. And you can't do that if you're not being honest with yourself.
0: I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode but there was something somebody said in my in my coaching group and it was you're either growing or you're going uh, you know you're either growing in your life or you're going down to the destructive like yep. death path <laughs> yeah. and I know that's a little dramatic and it's a little but addiction is a fatal disease it is and fatal. you know I mean personal development I think it doesn't it doesn't matter because we could get so caught up in like one of the things there was this is bringing up to me is what this one guy said and I'll never forget it and he was speaking at this like pork chop whatever <laughs> and he said, you know, dying of alcoholism is like getting kicked to death by bunnies. And and that can be the case, but mm-hmm. it also can be a different scenario where you go, you know, someone goes out there for one night and they They die Yeah Like it can be fatal So I mean it is fatal It's a fatal Mm -hmm. malady
1: It is Um um Interestingly enough, this month May is Mental Health Awareness Month as well and I've been thinking I've been, of course, reading some things on social media um, been thinking about it a lot. I started seeing a new therapist last week, which I'm very excited about Woo-hoo. and I was telling my sponsor about it she said you know that you're in recovery and you're doing all the right things when you say, I'm excited about starting therapy with someone. And it is, you know, and I didn't plan it because of this month, but it's just kind of maybe been on my radar. I don't know. There was It was one of those things that everything Fell into place the way it was supposed to, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but since the pandemic, getting an appointment with a the therapist if you're a new patient has been nigh impossible. Yeah, which is great because people are seeking help, but if you need help, it kind of sucks. Because I had one appointment that I'd found a person through my doctor six months out, yeah, so I've been kind of looking, and this one literally just like come in today, we'll do this, that, and boom, boom, boom.
0: Well, and if you're waiting, if you're calling, I, mean, I don't know about you, but when I finally am sick enough or mm-hmm. upset enough or depressed enough to make that call, it's like, it's it's triage. You know, yeah. it, it's not, I can't wait six months. right? So I'm sure that's really difficult for people in that industry to say no oh, to yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah.
1: It's been... Um, I- when I, I've, I've t- I actually talked to two uh, office managers at two different practices, and they were—that's exactly what they were saying. It's like I have kind of a limited time that I can go see people as well. But they were saying this has been the one of the most challenging, difficult times in my career to try to find help for people that need help. And you know, because there's always been such a stigma with mental health in our culture, I think um, for a person to finally get the balls enough to say, "Okay, I'm going to go talk to a person," and then like eh, maybe in Six months, we can, you know, I mean, God, just a kick in the ass for that. So, um, you know, I want to say keep keep trying, because I think you will find that the person if you just don't give up on the first go. And it was funny, because the first place I called, they said they'd get back to me, and they didn't. So, you know, like a month went by, and I'm like, okay, so maybe they're not going to call me back. Maybe I need to start looking again. And literally, it happened like that quickly that it did. So if you're really struggling, you really need to talk to somebody. Just, you know, keep plucking away at it. Talk to your GP or whatever, because... um, that is also a life and death situation. It is.
0: And it's Mm -hmm. it's really easy to think that you can just make it through or to feel ashamed or embarrassed. And, you know, the professionals that do that work are really uh, skilled Mm -hmm. at allowing you to feel... Where, be where you're
1: at. Be where you're at. And it's interesting because she asked me, she said, what are your goals for this? And because I am a little more evolved now because of recovery, thank God, because I really had, didn't even have the language to be able to kind of speak to this before, I I really thought about it and I said, my goal is to love myself unconditionally. And it's that simple. I'm still working on that. I am still working on loving myself unconditionally. Yeah, you're
0: worthy. And a lot of us don't know how to tap into that wholeness that we already are. And mm-hmm. I think um, seeking out help in whatever that looks like, what whichever way it looks like. And, and what's cool about, for me, uh, getting the help in many different realms, in many different areas, th- you hear the same message, and sometimes it's packaged in a different way, but sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. And and what's nice is when I was going to therapy weekly and I was going to meetings and um, it really came together. And when you are very um, willing to look at things in a way that's objective. And I I think the key... And all of this is the honesty because when you're willing to be honest to your therapist, when you're willing to be honest to your friends, when you're willing to be honest to your sponsor, when you're willing to be honest at a meeting, when you're willing to be when you're willing to like barf it out and say it, um, it's much better than having a hangover and barfing. But (laughs) but like infinitely, it, it really is what the only way through it is to acknowledge and and like
1: and. Be to thine own self be true. Right, yeah. I mean, the only way you get to the other side is through it. You know, it's like going on the bear hunt. Can't go around it. Can't go under it. Got to right. go through it. And the wh- I don't I don't know why I was always so terrified of that journey because nothing's permanent. Nothing in this life is permanent. It might hurt, but but what you the reward that you get on the other side is so worth it. But when you're in the fear and you're in the survival mode. As I used to say, especially before, right before I started recovery, I absolutely did not believe that I could live a life without drinking because there was no way I could handle life. Absolutely. You, there was no way you could have convinced me otherwise. Well, you, okay, so
0: I always talk about this... Um The way I lived my life before recovery was like I felt like this visceral feeling that I was going to get into a car accident. You know, right before your car hits another car, I've done it a couple times, (laughs) uh, I I would like tense up. You like tense up and you hold the wheel and you're like, oh, like you feel like, oh, shoot, this is coming. And um, that's how I felt every single day. Yeah. And I thought that was okay. Like, I thought that was just what I was resigned to, how yeah. I was resigned to live. And I think that th- that's so, when you're in those places that are so dark, it feels like it's never gonna end. Mm-hmm. Which is why, when you do have the courage to step into being supported, I think you get to honor yourself for that. You get to commend yourself for that. You get to, like, that is that is almost a bigger victory than anything else, is just the acknowledgement of saying, I'm, I can't do this. I need support. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it.
1: Yeah, it's the simple just asking for help. And I was talking to the ladies this morning. We were all kind of going over work stuff, and I told her about some challenge, Told them about some challenges, and I said, but I asked for help from my supervisor. I don't know if I could have ever even done that before, because in my mind, it would have been, I'm a failure if I have to go ask for help, that I can't handle this on my own. Yeah. And now I see myself as a success because I know it's bigger than me, and I need other objective outside help.
0: It makes me think of this thing, what, what, what this new awareness that I've had in my business and my um, relationships with my kid in, in my whole life is that I really thrive in collaboration. Mm-hmm. I do so much better in collaboration. And because I think the collective mind is so much more powerful and creative than the one mind, the single mind, than our own mind. And what happens to me when I'm in only my own mind and I don't ask for help is I limit myself but when i open it up to you to brie to friends to family to whoever i get so many ideas that i would have never even come up with absolutely which is probably the magic in going to meetings and having a community of people that you can go to and share with and talk to and be open with and not be worried about judgment and and just like let it out yeah the hive mind it's the, the hive the hive mind I thought she said the high of mind I'm like well I'm done with that I quit that 12 years ago
1: (laughs) the hive mind Um, two sorry two things that I (laughs) made me think of that you made me think of first of all I listened to Vicky share her story was it two weeks ago Yeah. Yeah, it was about two weeks ago. And I've heard it several times, but it's like with anything, every time I hear it, I hear something else. And that day I needed to hear something different. And it was like this big light bulb moment about reasons that I drank. Because even though it doesn't matter, we drank because we were sick, I still, there's things that I can put together and that, those were my coping skills. So for me to be able to um, traverse life a little more easily now, I like to know what triggers are. And it was this big one that had just never occurred to me before. And it was because I was listening to her story and, and it just jumped out at me, which was so cool. Again, you got to get outside yourself. You got to listen to other people. And then about the collaboration and cooking especially, uh, my friend Carrie, that we, we went to school together, we still bounce ideas off of each other all the time. And I may I'll call her and go, okay, I got this, this and this, what do you think? And she may give me five ideas and I don't use any of them, but there's pieces and parts of all of those that inspired something for me to move it forward. And I know that I do that for her as well. It's like I don't need them to tell me exactly what to do, but it sparks that new street that I would have never noticed before to go down.
0: Yeah. It's and it's so cool. Well and and it's that willingness to to for me to be like, I don't know I'm curious. It's that getting curious. Mm-hmm. What's possible, and then oh, that's when that's what they say. Like when you're in your job, or when you're in, um, like you're a writer, or you're whatever. When you do creative stuff that's not writing. Like so, for example, when I was um, in COVID and I started that painting, yeah, and it was like a meditative process that allowed me to be so much more creative in all the other areas of my life. And I think when we have a creative outlet to, and and sometimes it is having a conversation, talking to other people about what we're doing or whatever, but getting that side of the brain Flowing with ideas, mm-hmm. it just perpetuates into all the aspects of your life. It absolutely flows right, it flows,
1: it flows. And I can tell when I'm not in that good space because when people are giving me suggestions, I shut it down. Yeah, you're not like rigid. Won't, it won't work because of this, or yeah, maybe, but no, I can't do that. That might work for you, but it's not for me. I mean, and I and I catch myself doing it not a lot, but I do catch myself doing it. Oh,
0: yeah, you definitely can get into that tunnel mm-hmm. vision, and but that's also a skill that you have that makes you successful in pulling off events. Mm. So there's there's parts of that that we get to notice when we're b- too much in one way of being, right? When we're too much in results mode, it can cause... Closed offness yeah. like that. But sometimes when you are running an event, you need to be very rigid and yeah. on, on the button. Right. So it's like that flexibility of how do, I, how do I get curious and having people in your life that are, that are going to ask you, is that serving you to, mm-hmm. or like what else is possible? Sometimes when someone just asks me, what's possible? I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Or is that true? Is that true that you're really like that? Yeah. No, actually, you're right. You know, because when you just automatically respond, 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 or react, 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 you're not in the flow of like, oh, what's a better way, or what's a different way, or what can I do now, or which is why this mindfulness that mm-hmm. you've been doing and you've been so committed to, and and that's when those creative juices really can kind of.
1: Yes, they be heard. Can, they can be surfaced, and I will tell you, Vicky. One of the things that you're really good with me is reminding me to not be so hard on myself.
0: Yeah, we don't need to be so hard mm-hmm. on ourselves because the, we're all real good at that. Especially if you struggle with addiction, yeah, or you know, just self-worthiness issues. My my biggest issue is worthiness, mm-hmm. feeling worthy or feeling whole or feeling. Less than, yep. right? And when I get into that mode, I am so tunnel vision mm-hmm. that I just I can prove to you backwards <laughs> A to Z why I suck, Yeah, you know? Oh, well, I suck because of this, 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 this. I shouldn't even be doing this, you know? And, and it's so nice to be able to talk to someone and be honest, which is, I mean, we haven't even gotten to the basics, but <laughs> which is why it's so important to have that community and mm-hmm. have that those people, those go-to people that aren't going to be just nice to you and tell you you look good in that dress when you have like, you know, your
1: underwear showing or something. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Or the color is just really bad for you. Right, right. My sister, bless her, has a really sweet way of saying things with clothing. She says, I just don't think it's doing you any favors. (laughs) Now, is that not the nicest way to tell someone that looks like shit on you? (laughs) Or you could do better.
0: Oh, sisters! I know, aren't they great? <laughs> yeah, but I listen, and I know and she's right, and it works. Yeah, and You've, sh- you found that like collective language that works between <laughs> you two. That it's not like shut the front door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the basics are the fundamentals of. I think it's being honest, open, and willing. I do
0: too, and and just showing up. Because here's what I say. I had a sponsee the other day and she was beating herself up about uh, having some thoughts that she was having or whatever, like going down that road. I'm like, yes, and you thought about stopping at the bar, but you didn't do it. And you called me to talk about it. So like the basics of recovery for me are telling on myself, being honest, Uh being open to suggestions from other people because sometimes i don't see the forest from the trees and and just showing up mm-hmm. just showing up yep is really they you know when you first start coming to meetings a lot of times you'll hear suit up and show up and all that means is get your butt in a seat and be there to hear what what's possible in your life, and whether you agree or you don't agree or you like it or you don't like it, when you show up, you have a much better chance of staying in the right lane Mm -hmm. rather than veering off and lying to your sponsor about not going to meetings. Exactly. Right? And it's easy to do. It doesn't matter how sober you are. It doesn't matter how new, how long, how nothing. It can creep up on you. Exactly.
1: And that's the thing. It's not about drinking for me. It hasn't been for however many years, but the behaviors...
0: Well, and it, that's why it's one day at a time. Exactly. You know, I mean, we celebrate anniversaries and it's important, and it's still one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, what the basics that I was taught by Pam when I first started was just do one thing every single day for your recovery, and you're going to be on the winning side. Yep. One little thing, like is you commit one thing, and and usually I end up doing more. But at least when you're having a shit day and it's hard to get out of bed, at least if I do one thing, read the read the literature, go to a meeting, talk to somebody else in the program, talk to her, you know, talk to higher power, whatever. As long as I do one thing for my recovery every day, I'm on the winning side. I'm, I'm I have a chance at life mm-hmm. because when I veer, I have a chance. I'm playing
1: 50-50. I'm playing Russian roulette. You you are playing. It's not even 50-50. It's total Russian roulette. Um, The the habits of successful people, one of the things that everybody talks about is make your bed every day Mm -hmm. because you've already accomplished something first thing in the morning. And I do that. And the next thing that I do is I pray every single day.
0: Did I ever tell you my story about making my bed every day? No. I think I did the TikTok (laughs) or whatever Instagram thing about it. So there's two books that I listen to without ever reading the whole book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Just by the title of the books. And one of them is Make Your Bed, that that speech by the is it the Navy SEAL guy. Yeah. yeah. So I've never read the book and I make my bed every single day <laughs> because of that book. The other one is Girl Wash Your Face. Yeah. Now Girl Wash Your Face I don't even think is about washing your face or something. But I wash my face every night because of that <laughs> title of the book. <laughs>
1: So, I'm, yeah. a ter- I'm a terrible habitual face washer. Oh, I, s- I suck at it.
0: You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't wear makeup. Mm-mm. I wear a ton of
1: makeup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess if I wore makeup, I would have to cleanse yeah. it at night. Yeah, yeah. Aww. One one of the upsides to being oh naturel. <laughs> yeah, not this me. Is, you are naturally beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But I
0: like to be like I like I like to be yeah. dialed up, and yeah, yeah. that's okay. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. Um so I think we're coming to an end. So what is your, what are your golden nuggets, my darling?
1: Well, growing or going and going down the the path of death and destruction because if you're not growing and you're just staying stagnant, no good's going to come from that. And I know that I'm 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 testament once again right here to show you if you don't do anything, bad thoughts start creeping in. Ooh, yeah, they do. I don't think bad thoughts is the right way to to word that actually um, harmful for me, thoughts will creep in if i 'm not if i 'm not working on growing actively and it 's not just one thing that I can do and justify it because our brain's real good at justifying, and the other one is the hive mind, the collaborative working together. I just love that well it's so um it's
0: so when you, if you've never been to a, a meeting or if you haven't gone to meetings and you've always wanted to, one of the cool things I think about the hive mind is that the hive mind stays quiet, meaning when you go to a meeting, you get to talk and, and people don't interrupt you and people do not cross talk like it's 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 you they're supposed to just allow you to be yeah they don't
1: comment on what you're sharing
0: yeah and it's super cool because you're able to get the energy of you know what the essence of everybody's saying but you also have the liberty to just be you without judgment and Mm -hmm. it's super it's super supportive for me yeah
1: that's so cool
0: what about you well my golden nugget i did like the hive mind Mm -hmm. and i just um just the idea of when I start to feel the tickle of mm, maybe I shouldn't tell them this, or you know, being aware, really uh, diligently aware of where my head is going, and being honest with myself enough to tell on myself. I mean, that is really the main core thing, the basic thing that I can say that I've done for twelve years yeah. to to have this continuous. Sobriety, and it's never perfect. However, with consistency and with the ability to be honest and see when I'm not being honest and being vulnerable enough to allow people in my life to see me, mm-hmm. uh, I think that is that is the essence of what my basic recovery mantra slash way of being is. Your roadmap for your life. Yeah. It's a new way of living and and Uh I don't feel like I'm gonna get in a car crash anymore. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like woo easy. The best when you first get sober is like especially if you were like a big, you know, one hitter person like me, um in the car And you see the cops coming and you don't have to worry about getting pulled over or hiding anything or like you're not drunk. And I mean, there are so many gifts to
1: recovery. (laughs) But that is one of the small ones. Like I never have to worry about driving home after having dinner with friends. Yeah. I know. It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so try it if you like it. I think you might like it.
1: It, it. it does set you free in ways that I never could have imagined.
0: Yeah. The freedom,
1: the freedom of living this life is- Yeah. My sweet Lorraine, the very first time I met her, she smiled at me and she said, are you happy, joyous and free? Aww. I'm going to start crying. I'm like, I don't even know what that means.
0: Yeah. Because we weren't. hmm like, I didn't know what joy was. I, I pretended I was happy. Sure. I pretended I was, like, a silly. Mm-hmm. I cackled a lot, <laughs> but I didn't have real belly laughs. No. Mm-mm. Thank you,
1: recovery. Thank you, recovery. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank- Thank for you listening. for being here. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram yep. and the Facebook. Yep. You can email us at tellingonourselves on 3 at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and we would love to hear topic ideas, how this might have helped you, what if you have any other questions about what's going on in the world of recovery. We have all kinds of resources. And if you are struggling please don't hesitate to reach out. We will connect you. We will get you connected. We will um, go to bat for you in any way that we can to help you be happy, joyous, and free.
1: Yes. We're here for you, and we love you. Tribe out. Tribe out.